Welcome to your go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I am your co-host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. And joining me, as always, is your other co-host, Mr. Eric Almighty. Eric, we are winding down Spooktober with another episode of The Game Room, where it happens. And as we were trying to think of like some horror games that we had played, you know, similar to our experience with like horror films, there weren't a whole lot of options within our library. And then as we were putting together the episode list, you threw out this game, which brought back a whole flood of memories. And while I very much enjoyed my time with this game, when I went back and as I was researching things to like prepare for this episode, I found that, man, I really didn't remember a whole lot of this game. So it's good that we're talking about it now, especially with a sequel on the horizon and probably within the next year or so. Yeah, and that sequel, honestly, is exciting news for fans of Alan Wake, and that is the game that we're going to be talking about. It's one that I think, Phil, is underappreciated, and I also won't remember every single thing that happened. In my research, the same thing kind of happened to me regarding the story, but I remember having a lot of fun with this game, and it's an easy game to find out there. In fact, recently had a remaster, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And I think this is perfect. It may not necessarily be full on horror. It's more of an action adventure thriller, but there are definitely some horror and thriller elements that I think made it perfect for both of us to talk about uh, until you play the Dead Space remake. And then we'll just talk about that next year. Oh, God, I <laughs> I do not think there is a whole video. I, I don't know if it was IGN or not, but it was a whole video that said, why do Dead Space's jump scares work so well? And I got to tell you, Eric, with videos like that floating around on YouTube, it's not looking very good or very likely that I'm going to ever play that game. I did say that if we ever wanted to tackle some sort of, you know, co-watch through like where I would watch you play, I would consider that. I think that might be a little bit of fun. And I think our audience would enjoy that as well if we were to do that in more of like a visual medium like YouTube or Twitch, something like that. But man, I don't know if I'll ever be able to play it by myself. But before we get into talking about Alan Wake and reminiscing, I do want to welcome any of you brand new listeners to the Wait For a Podcast. If you're not necessarily a gamer or you never played Alan Wake yourself, don't worry. Make sure to check out the rest of our library. I promise there is something here for everybody, but I can also promise that you're going to have a good time if you do choose to stick around. And for all of our returning listeners, welcome back. I thank you guys so much as we wind down this month of October. It's been a blast. This is our very last episode before the actual Halloween episode that I have been teasing now for a few weeks, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear that episode. So, Eric, right before we jump into this thing, for any new listeners, or if they just need a recap, let them know what the game room where it happens is all about. And then we'll talk about some Alan Wake. So this series is one of our recurring episodes on the podcast, the game room where it happens, where we hold a fun conversation about some of our favorite gaming franchises and consoles. Like many previous episodes, we will typically hold a casual conversation for your entertainment and sometimes even bring on a guest. And for this episode, as you've heard, we're going to be talking about Alan Wake. And Phil, I think this is a great episode for both people who have played the game and even those that are interested, maybe never made the jump. We are going to freely talk about the game, but I don't think either of us 
are well equipped to go over full-on spoilers of the plot and phil this game the story is well revered you know among the people that play the game it's one of the things that made this game special so i really don't think we're going to dive into that aspect too much here which makes it good for all parties involved yeah and to be honest with you i don't even know if we tried to explain spoilers if they would make any sense whatsoever. So for those of you that need a little bit of a refresher on Alan Wake, now the game was originally released back in 2010, which is just crazy to think about, Eric. I mean, I remember playing this on the Xbox 360, and even though I wasn't really a fan of horror games, seeing the gameplay and the hype leading up into this game, obviously I was working at GameStop at the time, it was just something about it, just like the art style, the, you know, the, the combat that really, really interested me. And if I recall correctly, I believe I got the collector's edition of this game uh, back when it did come out. Uh, but a really quick synopsis of the game. Alan Wake is a best-selling American novelist. After suffering from a two-year strain of writer's block, Alan was brought on vacation by his wife Alice to the idyllic Pacific Northwest town of Bright Falls. Events took a dark turn when Alice was kidnapped by an unseen force and Wake was forced to fight his way through possessed town folk, all while experiencing the events of a story he didn't even remember writing. It's very interesting that we did choose this game specifically, Eric, as well as watching The Shining, which was an episode last week that we did for Late to the Party, because Alan Wake is very much inspired by Stephen King. And Eric, I don't know if Stephen King has ever played a video game, but I would go out on a limb and say he would enjoy Alan Wake a lot more than The Shining. I Film, not book, obviously. He, well, obviously, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> I don't think... Uh... What if he hated his own shit? <laughs> he hates his own book. God, this book sucks. Who wrote this? Oh, <laughs> it's not uh not great. No, I think he would enjoy this. I think anybody would enjoy Alan Wake more than The Shining. I don't know why you brought that up, honestly. Really, I just wanted to do it one more time before the month ended. Before the month ended, we can pretend it never happened. Yeah. Uh, but Alan Wake, guys, I mean, I think anybody could really dive in and like like this. You know, one thing, Phil, that I, I will say, you know, as kind of a caution. You know, there's a lot of storytelling here. One thing I remembered playing the game was a lot of dialogue between people in the town. So having to do a lot of that, that may bore some people. But I thought the when the action picked up, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was intense and it kept me engaged. You know, Phil, how did you kind of feel about the gameplay overall when it came to Alan Wake? The fact that it combines the need to always have light somewhere nearby to fight these enemies is definitely like the best part of this game. It, it adds an, you know, an element of tension and suspense that's not in a normal third person shooter, right? Like you have a gun, but that's not going to do any any good if you don't have batteries in your, you know, in your flashlight, if you're in a dimly lit area, like right Eric, like think about the suspense that you went through trying to find some batteries because you knew that your that your flashlight was about to die out. And I just really, really love that. And even though it was terrifying, again, I'm just, I was just so enthralled and so excited for a gameplay experience that was new and fresh amongst all the other games that were coming out around that time. You know, your Halos, your Gears of War, stuff like that. This was something that was new and fresh. And like you said, I'll echo what you said as well. The story here, even though there is a lot, there is a lot to take in. It's also been very much compared to Twin Peaks, which is something I've never seen. Eric, I don't know if you've ever seen it either, but it, there's a lot of storytelling beats here. There's a lot to keep up with. But 
I was just enjoying myself so much that you really you really actually do want to find out as much as you possibly can about his backstory, about this town, about what's going on, you know, with his wife and everything like that. So the fact that there was a remaster, Eric, I think just goes to show and it was obvious and it was also very well received. Uh, the remaster shows that, you know, there's still a lot of interest in this. And like you said, Eric, this game still flies a little bit under the radar. Which is a shame because the atmosphere of the game alone is kind of worth the price of admission just to try the game out. And, you know, Alan Wake has received a lot of, you know, it's received a lot of praise, not only by fans, but I'm pretty sure like nominations and awards as well when the game had originally come out. You know, for the 360, it felt like this wasn't like the biggest game. But it felt like over time, people really started to appreciate it on that console specifically. And, you know, when it came down to Alan Wake, uh, I found out in my research, I did not know this, uh, it was released the same week as Red Dead Redemption. So the fact that this game made it out of that. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) That that explains a lot. (laughs) The fact that it made it out alive and ended up gaining like basically a cult following is kind of crazy because it essentially started to in the months that followed gained more sales just through basically word of mouth and the fact that the game was being received so well by critics as well it's funny that you mentioned that because now i actually do remember i remember being at gamestop i wasn't working the midnight release but i remember obviously being there to pick up my red dead but i also remember telling my manager hey don't forget to bring my copy of alan wake because i had also pre-ordered alan wake and paid that off in full so yeah uh, man, when you talk about like this year, the example is Sonic Frontiers is releasing the same day as God of War Ragnarok. Eric, I don't think 12 years from now, some podcast is going to be talking about Sonic Frontiers to you. <laughs> well, let's just let's just put it this way. If it's us, we should stop doing this. So yeah, if we're still doing whenever we do our uh, Fortnite episode or if we do Sonic Frontiers, Sonic Those Frontiers. Are, that yeah, is- that's. It's a good um, good stopping point. <laughs> yeah, like you said, awards IGN gave it a, uh, the award for best horror game in 2010. It was also nominated for best story, coolest atmosphere, most innovative gameplay. I'm interested to see like what won uh, most innovative gameplay that year. I'm sure Red Dead won most of the awards for 2010. But yeah, an excellent, excellent game. And if, again, you are listening to this episode and you did not check it out when it originally came out, you, this is the perfect time to jump into it. As that remaster is now out. Now, I have seen a lot of people say to stay away from the Nintendo Switch version. So if you do have a Switch and you're looking to maybe pick up a game to play and, and run through really quickly for a cheap price, maybe play it on a different console if you uh, if you do have a Switch. Uh, but that's really the only thing that I've seen that's like a detractor to it. And then, you know, Eric, there's been I don't I didn't ever play any of the DLC or anything like that. Did you? I mean, this thing for a game that, again, is relatively obscure it has a lot of branches. It's got DLC, it's got books, it's got comic books, it's got a, a web series, and then we're, we haven't even gotten to its tie-in to Control, which is another excellent game that I need to go back and beat, honestly. Now, it's not necessarily linked directly to Control, but they are verified in the same universe, which I thought was really cool. But Eric, did you take in anything else Alan Wake related? Did you play any of the DLC? So not the DLC, but I could have sworn, and I don't know why I dropped it, I could have sworn I had to have played Alan Wake's American Nightmare, which was a a standalone game for Xbox Live Arcade. Um, I I feel like I played that game, but I didn't really finish it, and I also must not have remembered much or played much of it, because I then found out in that game, there's like a 
horde mode called From Dust Till Dawn, which I did not play, but I would love to check that out. It was only single player, though, which would probably make sense why I didn't give it a shot, because around that time, we were very much in a horde mode, but very much with playing with someone else in that horde mode. So I'm sure that was probably a detractor at the moment. Yeah, I wonder what kind of things they have planned for Alan Wake 2. Obviously, it needs to stay true to the story, but also, I mean, like you said, I would love to play a multiplayer Alan Wake horde mode style game, even if it's just two players. I think that would be really, really cool. Thinking about the strategic elements that would go into it, I think that would be really, really great. I do want to take another step back and just talk about how this game was received. Uh, Metacritic, it has an 83 on both Xbox 360 and PC. GamePro gave it a 4 out of 5. GameSpot, 8.5 out of 10. Uh, Game Trailers at the time. I don't think Game Trailers is still around. Wow. Uh, 8.6 out of 10. IGN, a 9. So again, this thing was very, very well received. And it just goes to show you how your your release date time frame is just so important. And, you know, they probably went into this thing knowing that their audience was going to be relatively small. And I'm talking about Remedy Studios here. But they were just like, you know what? Let's put out this game that we're going to be really, really proud of. And the players will show up. And that's eventually what did happen here, Eric. So I really hope that, you know, they knock it out of the park with Alan Wake 2. Honestly, there was a time very, very recently that I thought we would never see Alan Wake 2. So the fact that it's even been announced and has been confirmed that we they are working on it is a win in and of itself for a game that, again, I, I just hope more people give a shot. Yeah, and the fact that, again, I did not know at all that Control was somewhat tied to Alan Wake, at least in the same universe. You know, that was kind of cool to see. Uh, Remedy, which is the company that I believe pr- not produces, but develops the game. You know, they also did Quantum Break, which I never played, but while it was kind of like a mixed bag, I heard mostly positive things about that game and then Control, you know, especially from you. But a lot of people love that game. I'm almost interested and tempted to go into that game now because I have full intentions of playing Alan Wake 2. And, you know, we're going to kind of talk about maybe what we hope from that game. But Phil, you know, just with control, that might give us a little bit of an idea of what to expect. What are some things from that game? Because I doubt you're ever going to do a full on episode about it in this series. I could be wrong. But what are some things, you know, from that game that we could kind of take in and possibly see in the future with Alan Wake specifically? Yeah, Control. And again, I I did not get to get the chance to finish the game. I do need to go back in. And with PlayStation, you do have the uh, access to the upgraded PS5 version for free, if I if I recall correctly. Control atmospherically is right on par with Alan Wake. It has a little bit more of a focus as far as your powers being supernatural, but it is a excellent third person game. And again, it has the in-depth storytelling that Alan Wake has. And I know there would be a lot of people that we're, you know, uh, other podcasters that we're probably friends with that could go into much better detail with Control. But Eric, I, I really feel like you would enjoy the hell out of Control just because of how invested you got into Alan Wake. And while, like, again, I don't think it's going to be necessary to play Control to enjoy Alan Wake 2, I think that if you enjoyed the same type of storytelling and gameplay, Control is a easy transition. And again, a really, really great main character. And just a really creepy vibe as well, uh, along with what Alan Wake did. So, you know, these are games that, while very, very received very, very well, you know, in terms of the uh, the reviews and the critical response, as far as like the mainstream gaming, 
it kind of falls out of the limelight a little bit just because it's not one of your AAA shooters. It's not a, you know, a Madden or a FIFA or, or whatever or Call of Duty that comes out every single year. Whenever we get great independent storytelling, that's when those are the games we need to pay attention to, uh, which is why we probably should, you know, take Andrew up on that uh, advisement to play a Plague Tale uh, Requiem and <laughs> Plague Tale Innocence. We really need to play those games for him because I heard they're excellent. So when we get excellent single player storytelling, we got to support those games. And we got to support those studios. Yeah. And, and what's a shame is on Xbox Game Pass, um, the best deal in gaming, I do have that saved as like a play later. Oh, both games are free on Game Pass. <laughs> we could have easily played them by now. <laughs> I understand. It's, it's readily available. Maybe I should play Bioshock again. I don't know. Don't we'll do that. <laughs> we'll see. Play Control, please. Oh, yeah. There's so many games. But, you know, with uh, with this game, Phil, you know, kind of going, getting ready to just talk about the, the sequel that's coming up, which makes this episode perfect timing, long overdue, and perfect timing at the same time. You know, this game was supposed to be, the original Alan Wake, apparently was supposed to be like an open world survival game. Uh, especially based off of Remedy's success from the Max Payne games. Um, but there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes that I won't get into here. You can YouTube it, but there's a lot more to that story. And they ended up doing more like an episodic, you know, linear type of game. Would you like to see Alan Wake like open world? Is there anything specifically that you'd want to see? Because the open world aspect, I think, is what could take it from being an obscure franchise that a lot of people love to really making it something special and maybe a character that we would really enjoy. You know, I don't know that it'll be top tier like a lot of the characters in gaming, but I feel like Alan Wake definitely can make its way into being a notable character people just recognize off a of name value alone. No, I don't think so. I think Alan Wake works really well because of its linear storytelling, because of the way that it is constructed. I don't really have the desire to explore Bright Falls or where he is. I think it's called The Dark Place, something along those lines again. Uh, yeah, The Dark Place. I don't have really a need to explore all of that. I would I would really just appreciate them directing me, you know, which direction I need to go and leaving it at that. Quantum Break, or not Quantum Break, but Control has like semblances of an open world, but you're in one building and you kind of have the freedom to go wherever you want. It's not like the exact same thing as like a sprawling open city. I think maybe something like that could work, but I, I don't think we really would need a full-on open-world Alan Wake game. I think if you rely on the storytelling, rely on the interesting characters, then it can be, you know, you can deliver uh, an S-tier performance as far as um, what you get out of Alan Wake 2. So that's what I would like to see. I forgot to mention as far as Quantum Break, the reason I didn't play Quantum Break is because it also fused in like a television show that you have to watch. So literally in between levels of the game, there would be like 25, 30 minute breaks where you would have to watch a TV show like with Lance Riddick in it. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. I want to play a video game, not watch a TV show. So again, Quantum Break had okay reviews, I think as far as the gameplay and its and its premise was pretty solid but just fell a little bit short because of some things they were trying to implement that gamers didn't really want. And I hope they stay away from that for Alan Wake 2. And I have every reason to believe that they will. Yeah, no, that's totally understandable. I mean, when it comes down to Quantum Break, that's also one reason I didn't play it. And that's the main complaint I heard. Alan Wake is the closest thing to kind of playing 
like a movie game. Like it kind of felt like a movie. And that's why I feel, you know, as we're wrapping up this episode, you know, AMC, I believe was the company that ended up picking up the rights, I believe. Right. So I'm kind of excited. Are you at least excited for the potential of a possible TV show? You know, we kind of talked about the game, what we expect from the sequel, but anything about the television show that kind of interests you on what did I miss the series we ended up having to retire? We did talk about this particular story, but just kind of revisiting it. You know, is there anything that you're excited about from an Alan Wake show? Is it going to be the story, the characters? I think a mixture of both is what is appealing to me. How about you? Yeah, I think it could certainly work, especially for the audience, you know, that is never going to play the video game. Ultimately, I obviously that is the, you know, I think that's the best way to experience it because like you said, it's very cinematic in its presentation, which makes it really, really special. And what do we talk about with all of these adaptations, Eric? It's going to come down to casting. And I just did a really quick Google search to see what people are talking about as far as casting for Alan Wake. And somebody in this comment section said Jake Gyllenhaal just because of the resemblance. How do you feel about that? I mean, I love Jake Gyllenhaal, so let's yeah. <laughs> let's let's get it done. Let's get it done. Mark Wahlberg. What about Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> Honestly, Phil, I don't think that's going to be a good fit. I, I don't think so. I don't I'm just so. telling you names that I'm seeing uh, listed here. What? Uh, why does this name? Who is this again? I'm gonna I'm gonna Google who Vigo Mor- Morrison. Morrison. Oh yeah, what you would know who in? that is by by face value. Oh okay, yeah yeah yeah. Vigo Morton. Yeah, no, I, I think Jake Gyllenhaal would be uh, be a better fit for that. So yeah, again, it's all about casting. It's all about making sure they don't deviate too far from the video game. Like. I think that's what we're interested to see with the Last of Us TV show is like, how different is it going to be? Are they going to take some liberties? Is it going to be a page by page recreation of what we see in the game? You know, I don't know. I think it can go both ways as long as you keep things interesting. But yeah, I'm excited to see it. When will it happen? Probably not anytime soon. I mean, the game has to come out first, Alan Wake 2, which I'm excited about. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would be interested to see it. And hopefully it would be more along the lines of a... You know, I'm trying to think of a positive video game, <laughs> TV show or movie we have uh, not <laughs> more good. along the lines of a Sonic or a Detective Pikachu and not a Halo, I guess is what we would hope. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's probably what we would hope there. But again, a lot of exciting stuff in the future for Alan Wake. So if you are interested in playing this game, you haven't, you just wanted to give us a listen. We appreciate that. You should definitely find the time to play this game. I think it's definitely well worth your time, uh, but hopefully Those of you guys that are like us, you know, nobody really talks about this game outside of those inner circles. So thank you for joining us for this conversation about, uh, again, what I think is a very undervalued and underappreciated game within the gaming community. Phil, is there anything else we want to throw out there before we start to wrap this up? No, I don't think so. We would definitely be interested to hear if you guys have played Alan Wake and, uh, you know, we'd love to talk to you about it. And the best place to do that is on social media. Facebook and Instagram, a wait for it podcast and on Twitter at wait for it pod. Find all of our content anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and many, many more. If you do find yourself listening on Apple or Spotify, please leave us a five star review. It's one of the best ways you can support the show and it helps us stand out in this very, very crowded podcast market. And make sure to check out the show notes for our YouTube link for all of our live streams. Next Monday is the culmination of Spooktober, where I will be releasing the listener story episode of the Amity Phil Horror. I cannot wait. 
And then Eric, with the end of October, brings a brand new month and brand new content for November. So, man, we are closing out the year strong. I assume we're probably going to take some breaks in November and December, just like we did last year. But that does not mean that the content we'll be releasing will be, uh, you know, any less awesome. So I cannot wait for the, the last couple months of the year. It has been great. And we appreciate the support as always. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to check the rest of our catalog. We've got so much more already taken care of for you, but so much more coming in the future. My name is Mr. Eric Almighty. That is my co-host, Phil the Filipino. And please don't forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. And all you have to do is wait for it. So, I heard you're looking for a go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is... Wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.